Ladies and gentlemen, what if this podcast actually behaved? For this is the Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Nah. <laughs> We're going to prune that timeline. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. 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 Hi. Oh, hi. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaju. And I am not that sort of person. Only the people on this podcast will get it. Michael Lister. <laughs> and that's the way it works. Um, you are now experiencing a podcast called Freud. Yes. Yes. Experiencing it through the optimum nerve of your ear holes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what he said. Uh-huh. Uh, welcome to another week, another episode, another show. Um, thanks for being here with us mm-hmm. as we, we, we are here to talk about all things nerdy and pop culture related. Um, yes, we love to do. Starting with, um, what we've been watching in the past week for Hi. Anything cool you want to mention? Um, <clears throat> so I've just been, uh, watching... The same stuff that I have been. Haven't really been watching anything new specifically. Uh, I've been continuing my binge on According to Jim. Um, I've also started my MASH marathon again. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the one that you'd already started? Yes. yes, Okay, you've resumed it. Yeah, resumed it. So continuing that. Right. Uh, What else have I been watching? I have also been watching a little bit of animes. Um, I... Restarted watching an 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 anime called Dagashi Kashi, which is a um a story about um a father and son who owns a candy shop in their local in their local area. I'm not sure it doesn't it doesn't really look suburban to be honest, um but it's not rural either, um so it's kind of like that in between sort of thing. Uh, and there's this one person who's come from this big candy company to, you know, and they're very, very passionate about lollies and chocolates and snacks and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so this, this whole show revolves around all these different types of Japanese snacks and drinks. And every time I watch an episode, I want snacks. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to try the snacks that are in the show because you can actually get them. So they base it off real life snacks <laughs> and drinks. And I want it. <laughs> I have tried some. Um, they do mention ramune, which is the Japanese lemonade, uh, which is awesome. I love it. And of course, Pocky. Pocky is also another one. Um, Glico is the the company that makes them. And they also make a few other type of um, snacks as well, which I have tried. 
Um, so yes, Dagashi Kashi is a really good show. It's got a second season, which I haven't watched yet. So, and it's been a while since I last watched the first season. So I thought I'm going to rewatch the first season and then we're going to go straight into the second one. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. And of course, uh, I have also watched, um, the, 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 the final episode of the bad batch, oh. which we'll talk about later on. And, uh, and what if, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much what I have been watching. Michael, what have you been watching? Oh, uh, well, pretty much the same as you really. <laughs> uh, I watched what if, uh, I watched the bad batch. Uh, I've watched them hentai and, um, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> anime. Anime. I know the difference. Do you? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, one has one has nudity and one just has gigantic cleavage. Yep. <laughs> one in the same. <laughs> one in the same. So beyond that joke, um, yeah. Uh, um, for the people in Australia, we've we've finally got some uh, Paramount Plus action happening, so I've been ha- having a bit of a looksy in my in my seven day um, uh, free my free trial. So I've been watching a bit of that, um, which is really yeah. cool. It's got yeah. a it's it's got a lot of old school Nickelodeon. So I've been watching <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Rocco's Modern Life and just oh, oh nice. dude, that's awesome. W- watching it. With adult eyes, it's still good. <laughs> really? Oh, the jokes in that, even the off jokes as well. It's when when Rocco's going, uh, trying trying to get back Spunky from a pelican. He has he he's at the beach, so he he has to like get into like the nudist colony, uh, and he he takes off his shorts and puts it on his head, and then a guy in a suit. It's got se- uh, got sensor uh, um, on his lapel, and he says, "Okay," and he gets out the black bar, and he just puts it on his. And it's like you don't need that, but it's still funny to me. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, and with that, um, I watched the first episode of the new Rugrats, mm-hmm. uh, the new uh, the new uh, CGI version of that. Yeah, uh, it's not good. Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's not good. Um, is it just the animation, or is it just like the the, the writing is bad, or like? Ah, uh, the writing's okay. I mean, I got a couple of chuckles out of that because there's definitely a lot of like innuendo jokes in that as well. Yeah, uh, not necessarily sexual, just just uh, only the only the uh, parents would get. Um, yeah, like that's fine. Um, they change they changed a couple of characters to like update them. Of course, I mean Phil and Lil's uh, mum. Uh, was was uh, changed to be to be a homosexual, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So and and that's fine. I mean, we we've we've all had our uh, with with that particular character. We've we 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 sort of knew, like growing up, it's like wait a minute, we can see what they're doing. But it was back at a time where you you couldn't even say you couldn't you couldn't have that representation. So it's pretty cool that they have that. Um, one change of a character that I particularly didn't like is they sort of changed the character of the, uh, of the grandpa. He's now, he, he's now a yoga, 
a yoga aficionado sort of doing yoga in the back of your lawn. It's like, no, no, I don't know. No, that's not him. <laughs> nah, it's not him. <laughs> he, <laughs> this this is the same this is the same grandpa that actually was watching pretty much adult stuff. <laughs> where where they got the um where he, he was hiring some videos. Oh, videos. Uh, and one one of them was you know it was it was a skin flick so and 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 so it was that sort of grandpa it was sort of a little bit of a dodgy grandpa which which was cool um yeah and yeah probably the biggest letdown was the animation I have to admit um they were trying to do like um some sort of blend of the original but also updating sort of like the yeah. shots that they can actually do and and. I don't know. Characters without eyebrows don't work um, in CGI. I mean, <laughs> especially Phil and Lil. Yeah, it looks weird, and I want to kill it with fire. That sort of thing. <laughs> Especially because their heads are shaped so weird. Like, yeah, they, they come well, out and then they go in and they come out. And like, like yeah. all of them are all shaped weird, and it's like, like that weird bubbly sort sort of thing. That's like, oh, yeah, we'll sort of get it. Um, but yeah, I can't I remember, but I think they gave Tommy eyebrows, and I, and he didn't have eyebrows at the start uh, in the original. And it's kind of good that they gave him eyebrows, but just give them all eyebrows. Give them all eyebrows. You know, <laughs> if if it doesn't work, you know, change it. I know, I know, people are going to complain as like, oh, it doesn't look like the original, but it's it's not the original. You know, cha- change it so yeah. it actually looks good. Mm. Um. Yeah, so I, I, mm, for a new person coming into it, you know, uh, I, I haven't showed, showed my daughter it, but but I don't know if she she would like it or not. But I don't particularly like it. I, well, the original Rugrats is on um, on the app as well. So out of the two, I would let her watch the other things. Uh, let her watch the original. But you know, I I, I wear my bias on my sleeve, and <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I haven't really got into like the rest of the stuff. I mean, it's pretty cool that they've got all the South Parks on there, uh, which I've actually seen, like the newer um, South Park episode about the QAnon stuff, and that was pretty. That was pretty fun, and and uh, watching that, knowing that they that they've got this big deal happening, which is pretty cool. So, so more South Park, I reckon. It's it's fun, and 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 Mr. Garrison's back. Uh, as the teacher, so it's it's pretty much a soft reboot. So yeah, he's that, not president anymore. <laughs> nah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and they sort of make a joke about that and mm. ha- how they're doing like a soft reboot with him of coming back uh, to to South Park as well. So that was good. Uh, so basically, what I've been watching is Paramount Plus uh, until <laughs> until my um, free trial um, gives up, and I'm just going to cancel it. Like I'm suddenly just I'm suddenly just going to watch it for cartoons. I think ah, I don't need to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. Uh, but, Fair uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. So, what about you, Kendall? What have you been watching? Um. Well, speaking of cartoons, uh, Rick and Morty. Um. Of course. Oh yeah, I've been watching Rick and Morty too. Fuck, I always forget every, every week. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed the return of Bird Person. Um, I thought it was a very good episode. Uh, I was wondering when we were going to revisit the Phoenix person situation, elephant in the room. 
Um, because that seems to be a storyline that they've kind of really dragged out over the last three seasons. Um, which is fine, because I think, you know, the point of Rick and Morty is chaos, and um, so it kind of makes sense that they wouldn't, you know, be following up on storylines um, very quickly, or in any order. Um, but that aside, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the kind of delving into the psyche of Bird Person and getting to be reunited with, um, what's that bitch's name, Mike? The one that... <laughs> His wife... <laughs> Tammy. Tammy. Don't be gross. Yeah. What's that Tammy. bitch's name? <laughs> we got we we got to be we got to reunite with Tammy again. That was also fun. Um, so yeah, I really like that. Um, of course, Bad Batch and What If. Um, we will be discussing Bad Batch later, and we will be discussing What If next week in a big double episode of Popcorn Culture. So um, if anyone is wondering why we don't really talk about it this week, that's why. Um, just so much content, guys, to just yeah. get, get through this week. Um, your, so, yes. Your favourite, Daddy's Major Content. Yeah. <laughs> Open wide, here comes the content. <laughs> yes. Um, but, no, my, probably my two favourite things this week. Uh, actually, I should just quickly mention, you were talking about South Park, and I actually went back and did a bit of a dive on some old school South Park episodes <laughs> during the week. Um, because, um, I, well, I'm guessing probably won't be now that Paramount Plus, Plus is launched, but there's a bunch of South Park on Netflix and on Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon Prime in particular have, I think, all of South Park, but they probably don't anymore now. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get Paramount Plus. Uh, probably no, Probably won't. Um, but anyway, that was fun. But no, my two favorite things I think I watched this week were um, the return of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <gasps> oh, that's back! Yeah, you, you, you're not on it, Fulia. No, not yet. Oh, oh no, <laughs> I should have messaged you. Don't feel bad, Fulia. Just do what I do. Just wait for it to be on Netflix and just binge the whole lot. And it doesn't touch the size. It's like I can't recognize any of the episodes. I just watch it in a giant chunk. <laughs> so. For those who don't want to wait for it to be on Netflix, if you're in Australia, it is uh, on uh, SBS On Demand on the same day that it is. Um, it's oh, actually yeah. going to be it's going to be on demand actually before SBS airs it on their main channel, which is funny. Um, oh, yeah, because they're getting it straight from the US immediately after it airs on NBC. It'll be airing on uh, SBS On Demand, Michael. Yeah, funny enough, uh, Doctor Who does that uh, on iView. <laughs> Really? Because technically it comes out uh, like when it airs in the UK, it's like four four o'clock in the morning. So they sort of, so they sort of just chuck it on iView before the like we have an official release is like seven seven at night. So so yeah, it's just on iView until uh, until you get to see it. So you get to see it before the actual release. In, yes. In Australia. So yes. Same thing. Same thing. And I also want to talk about uh, Doctor Who as well, because Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, so I won't, I won't spoil too much then, Fulia, for you, but um, basically what they're doing with the last season, which I didn't realise, is that they're doing, they're releasing two episodes over five, each week over five weeks. So instead of spacing it out, ten, last ten episodes over ten weeks, it's going to be uh... all done in a month. So we're getting a double episode every week. Okay. So the first two episodes are up now. And Yay. oh my God. 
I love this show. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. It's coming back strong. Um, Just, I was laughing so much. Um, And yeah, but there was some really important messages that they were getting across in their episode as well, in episode one in particular. And um, there was a moment where I started crying and I was like, (laughs) what? Comedy is not supposed to do this, but no, all good. All good comedy is about evoking feeling and response. So um, yes, it makes sense. But it's fantastic. I can't wait for you to watch it. I look forward to talking to you about it because okay, it's so good. Okay, I so will good. try and watch it this week. Okay, mm. all right. <laughs> See if you can. Um, and then before I I wrap up uh, the weekly watchings, I just wanted to mention that um, I uh, watched a documentary during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, called Val, which is about Val Kilmer. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is on this is on Amazon Prime. Uh, so um, if you wanna check it out, uh, please do. Um, if you're able to watch it in a cinema, I don't know if it's playing in a cinema in Australia, but probably in America it is. But um, but yeah, ah man, Whew. what it's an amazing amazing documentary. Totally <laughs> worth your time. Uh, if you're a fan of filmmaking, of actors, of, uh, of artists, um, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, like, it's just insane the amount of footage he had because, uh, like, Val was just filming everything from the time he was a kid up until now. Um, so a lot of the content is kind of... Uh, has modern-day footage of him juxtaposed with, like footage of him from the 70s, 80s, 90s, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, his son narrates the documentary. So he's written he's written himself the, um, the narration and he's getting his son to narrate it because for those who don't know, Val Kilmer can't really speak properly anymore because of the throat cancer he had. Um, he's all good now. Like, he's better. Like, in terms of the cancer, it's gone. But his voice may never recover which is very sad because he had a beautiful voice, um, but he perseveres. And um, yeah, so there's some really touching moments in this documentary and some really fascinating things behind the scenes stuff on a lot of the big films he worked on, for example, Top Gun. Uh, nerds will definitely be interested in his um, memories of uh, Batman Forever and um, any kind of Batman related anything. And there's a bit of it in that. Um which was really cool, Mike. Oh, what about his uh, his greatest his greatest role in MacGruber? Uh, <laughs> I think you see them. I think you see a MacGruber uh, thing for like half a second because basically the the doco covers like his film, like his career up until like the mid to late nineties, and then the rest of it is just a speed run through. Um, everything he did in the 2000s. Like, I was really hoping that they would talk about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang a little bit because I really like that movie. But uh, it only gets mentioned a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, it kind of there's a, it's kind of like a speed run through the 2000s and into the 2010s. And then um, it ends with um, this one-man stage, one-man show, like stage show that Val Kilmer wrote and was putting on at the time he was diagnosed with cancer. Um, so, and that's really interesting because I had no idea. He even did that. Um, but yeah. Um, so no, no, no MacGruber, sadly. Disappointing. Okay. Um, but. I'll give it a miss then. 
No, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed the trailer and I and yeah. been meaning to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it also kind of gives an interesting behind the scenes look at um, I think it was the island of Doctor Moreau, very infamous uh, film made in the nineties that was a pretty much a train wreck um, from start to finish. Uh, one of Marlon Brando's final films, and uh, yeah, that yeah. That Val had his camera there filming everything between takes. There's you hear arguments with the director and all this stuff. Like, it's yeah, it's really. I was just sitting there watching it going, This is a fucking shit show. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> Speaking of South Park, they, but anyway, they, yeah. even, they even put Dr. Moreau in, in like Marlon Brando's Dr. Moreau in South Park. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, that's good. And here's my crowned achievement. A monkey with three asses. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to, as an artist or as a creator, it'll, it'll make you very frustrated um, to see that footage. But it's worth it. I highly recommend everyone watch Val, the documentary, because it's a beautiful tribute to the actor. He he is uh, the artist he is um, and the person he is. Um, it's just and it's a very just a very well made documentary. So I, I really recommend people watch it. It's very, very good. All right. That's enough of that, I think. Let's uh, crack right on in to the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, it's nerdy news time, everyone. And we must start off the news, unfortunately, with some sad news to report because we lost the wonderful actress that is Una Stubbs this week um, at the age of 84. And I really wanted to mention uh, her because she hasn't been in a lot of um, nerdy or pop culture related things. You know, she's most known for doing. Uh, decades of work on uh, particularly in British television um, but she is mostly known of course to us uh, uh, as Mrs. Hudson um, Sherlock's uh, landlady um, not housekeeper as she will be mm-hmm. adamant about every time uh, and she was just wonderful and lit up the screen every time she was on it um, I loved how I really loved how charming she was and the warmth and kindness she brought to every episode she was in. I mean, her appearances weren't very lengthy, of course, um, but, you know, you can't have Sherlock without Mrs. Hudson, really. So, um, yeah. So, I yeah, it was very sad to hear of her passing, especially because, you know, there's been rumours of a, of a fifth season of the show, a final season maybe, in the works for a long time. But, you know, it's been four years since season four, so those, those rumours may, in fact, just end up being rumours unfortunately um but uh nevertheless um what we have of her is pretty fantastic so very very sad that she's left us this week mike are you are you a fan of sherlock uh the bbc sherlock you watched it uh i watched it and coming with age it's sort of turning into a thing that i know (laughs) Uh, sort of the hype has sort of died down, and I wasn't. Yeah. Re- I wasn't really. Um, I wasn't really hyped if there was a rumor of a 
of a fifth season. I thought, yeah, it's just sort of ended, and that's all, all it is. And and even with the um, like season three onwards, it was actually getting more and more difficult to actually get those guys together because they, yes, because they pretty much broke into um, American um, cinema, so. Yeah, uh, especially Cumberbatch. Um, so it was get, just getting difficult, and I thought, yeah, just just leave it at that. And yeah, Uma, you know, uh, I I was having a look at her IMDb, and and yeah, she she's been in a lot of like uh, UK like TV stuff. Like she's in EastEnders. She she's mm. uh, done a lot of star, stuff. Uh, Keeping up appearances. I, I think she I saw that she was in that um, one time. Um, yeah. Um, uh, she will be missed, uh, of course. Uh, uh, where there's a, a very popular character, and and it's it's sad, just sad. Yeah, mm, very sad, very very sad. But um, she will definitely be remembered. Um, that is for sure. Hmm. Uh, she's will leave behind a wonderful, wonderful legacy. All right, moving into uh, the rest of the news now, starting with some Sony Marvel news. Um, we have a delay. Uh, delay. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. Delay. delay. It's been a... <laughs> but don't dismay. Yeah. There'll be another delay. And again, a delay. Um, yeah. So it's been a while since we've had a COVID-related delay, but here we are. Uh, after just having recently discussed the trailer for Venom 2 on this podcast, um, Let There Be Carnage has now been moved an entire month. Um, so not, not, not too much, but you know, uh, a, a slight delay there. Um, yeah, it's now coming out on the 14th of October. So scratch off the old September date and, uh, chuck this new one in. Cause that's when we'll be, uh, that's when carnage will be wreaking havoc on our cinema screens, uh, now. Um, Fulia, does this delay dismay you at all? No, not really. <laughs> I'm okay with the delay. It's fine. It's fine. Like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of fan of it, and I'm, and it's not like I'm really, really looking forward to this sequel. Um, so for me, it doesn't really bother me if it gets delayed because everything's being delayed because everyone's still in lockdowns and going into new lockdowns and blah 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 blah. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. My my hopes have been diminished about everything. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Or, you know, or there's you know, c- cinema cinemas playing movies that you know that are coming out where they're supposed to come out, and we can't go see them because we're, exactly we're trapped. Exactly. Um, unless so you're my Mi- unless well. you're Michael and live in in the, the good spot. <laughs> yeah. mm, I live in the good place. You live in the good place. You the the good place. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen the TV show. I just know the reference. Well, then fork you. (laughs) Don't be so rude, Philia. I'm your friend. You little shirt. Yep. Um, Mike, are you are you saddened by this delay, or are you just like, yeah, it's fine? Uh, it's got me worried. If this is a trend. (laughs) Yeah. Because it just starts with one. It's like, yeah, we'll just back it back, you know. It's a snowball effect. Yeah. Uh, Some people got a bit of an inkling since the 
Carnage trailer came out and they didn't have the release date at the end of it. They said coming this fall and going, what are you doing, Sony? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we got the news. It's like, okay, so is mm. the roster going to stay or is it going to be destroyed? Ah, we're not going to get this Spider-Man trailer until next year. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of my my reservation about it as well. I mean, I don't mind too much having to wait a month to, for Venom, but if it pushes back Spider-Man No Way Home and um and and Morbius uh anymore, then I will be I'll be very upset. Yeah. Also, also, can I just say now, I hate the fact that every time I want to say Morbius, I want to say Mobius. Mobius. I, <laughs> I, I have to train my brain to go, wait, wait, wait. Morbius is the vampire. Mobius is Owen Wilson. Okay, yes. right. <laughs> now, now, pat your head and rub your tummy. Don't do it literally. People can't see that. <laughs> Why not? It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, moving into um, some other news, crossing the pond, as it were, to DC. Uh, We've got some comic book related news to share, which is pretty awesome because uh, this week uh, DC revealed that um, one of the few uh, characters in the comics that takes the mantle of Robin, Tim Drake, is bisexual in the comics. this is very, very cool, very exciting to see a um, to see a character like a major character in DC Comics um, be confirmed canon bisexual, um, especially because you know it's the he's like talking about in the this these comic this comic apparently he's like talking about reuniting with an old friend I think it is and he's like feeling differently about his friend who is a man. Um, and you know, and so that's kind of nice that he's kind of discussing all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, it's great. It's fantastic. It's progressive. It makes sense. 2021. Why not have a bisexual Robin? Michael, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, it's the woke agenda happening again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, no, there's not actually a lot of like... Um, negative, negative, like feedback from this because if you've actually read the comics and actually know a little bit about uh, Tim Drake, there there has been like sort of um, uh, subtle nuances about his character doing this. Uh, Maybe may being on the, maybe may being um, uh, this particular way, uh, and yeah, it's a clarification and it's well deserved. And yeah, and um. What was I going to say? Yeah, um, I think the thing was it, uh, the person who's he's interested in is actually someone who he saved. So there'll be a couple of stories behind that. It's like, is this really ethical? You know, it's sort of doing like the God complex. It's like, well, well, he only likes me because... Or he doesn't know his... I actually don't know this actual story, but uh, if he knows his actual identity or not. So that, that'll be an interesting inter- interesting thing. And, yeah, I, mm. I, I think go for it, you know. Um, yes. More representation for, every, for everyone. I mean, 
<laughs> when, when I first heard this, I first heard this is like, okay, which Robin's this one? Um, it's it's not it, it's not Dick Grayson. That's the first one. He become he becomes Nightwing, and he's and he's sort of a playboy. Uh, Jason Todd, well, he's dead and not anymore. He's Red Hood, uh, and it's not his son. So uh, it's not Batman's son, and so so yeah, it, it's cool. I reckon it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. I was going to say something else, but I can't remember, and it will probably come up to me later on down down the track. Feel free to chime in with your random Tim Drake thought. And I go, ooh, 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 ooh. (laughs) Tim Drake. (laughs) His last name is Duck. There you go. Yes, because a Drake is a duck. Lovely. Lovely. All right. Next in the news. That was weird. Um, I'm sorry. Speaking of... No, that's okay. (laughs) I love weird. I love weird. Um, Speaking of cool things, though, um, Emma Stone has officially, officially signed on to return as Cruella DeVille in Cruella 2. Uh, This seemed like a no-brainer. The second film is announced, and we talked about it on the show um, a little while ago. Um, Very quickly, it was announced very quickly after number one was released to, um, uh, you know, pretty good reviews mostly and, uh, you know, a great box office. And, um, yeah, like the fans seem to really enjoy it. So, uh, and, yeah, Craig Gillespie is returning as director. They're getting the same writers and producers on board. So, yeah, just it seemed like a no-brainer that Emma Stone would come back. And, yeah, she is. Um, So I'm guessing whatever uh, rumours about her maybe following Scarlet's lead and suing Disney probably have not eventuated if she's re-signed to do this whole thing again. However, by the time Cruella 2 comes out, I I doubt the premiere access thing will even be a thing. Um, But who knows? We'll see. Um, I'm excited. (laughs) So you think. Yeah, who knows? Well, Disney's going to Disney at the end of the day. But I'm excited to see Emma Stone as Cruella again because I loved her performance in uh, in the first film. It was very good. Um, Fulia, you haven't seen Cruella yet, have you? Nope, I okay. have not seen it yet. Um, it is available to watch for free now on Disney+. Plus, so mm. um, I, I do have the opportunity to watch it. I just haven't had the chance. <laughs> that is okay. But I will. But I will. And this uh, confirmation that there's going to be a sequel is just... It's great. More more stuff about the Disney original films and the, the villains and, you know... Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yes. Well, we already, we already knew we were getting a sequel. It's just this is Emma Stone being like, I'm coming back, bitches. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. happening type of thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, it's cool. I got to watch the first one to be excited about the second one. So until then, <laughs> over to you, watch Michael. Watch this space, Michael. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, the rumors that, that she might be suing is like, well... It, it was probably she was probably in the middle of negotiations as well because uh, this is the confirmation um, it's like hey if you do that again can I have more money and it's like yeah sure just don't sue us cool because <laughs> Scarlet's probably not coming back so so probably not so yeah I think that's the incentive that well Emma Stone's coming back for the sequel so she she will probably say hey people like it let's do it 
And I like it too. It's actually one of the um, uh, live action Disney stuff that I actually quite like because it's pretty much a new story. We know the characters. And mm. and they done something good. They done they. That's not a real sentence. I can't speak. Hello, <laughs> English. English is second language. My first language is. Um. Yeah, I just definitely like the um, aesthetic that they actually made in the first one, and it will be cool bringing it into the next one. And uh trying to remember what I said last time about if they were going to do a sequel that it would be a a movie that's in between uh, the first Cruella and what we know as the 101 Dalmatians so it will be roughly in between that because I think think there's plenty of room to do a story in between that because uh, I have my theories and it would be cool if I write them down and, and perform it to you. And that that is my pitch. That will be my pitch for Koala 2. Nice. It, it will be like a fall from grace, I reckon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean... I don't uh, want to spoil think... it too much because Fulia hasn't Yeah, seen it. true. We haven't... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I won't say what I was going to say then. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll yeah. There are things that will happen. Yeah. Fulia, yeah. hurry up and watch it. Like, hurry up. Okay. Watch it now. Just watch it <laughs> We'll stop right now. You watch it, and we come back. Watch it. Meow. All right, I'll be back. Meow. Watch it. Meow. Okay. Watch it. Meow. <laughs> All right. I am so. <laughs> uh, okay. Awesome. Um, speaking of awesome, there's a segue for you. <laughs> Worst segue ever. Um, but this is really awesome, though, actually, because Idris Elba is going to be Knuckles. <laughs> in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and I love how the internet collectively reacted to this announcement I thought it was very funny um, mm. good casting good casting um, I don't really know too much about Knuckles as a character because I never played the Sonic games as a kid um, but apparently he is a, a, a red echidna uh, who is the guardian of the Master Emerald in the video games. Um, and he's known to be quite hot-headed and a bit of a fighter. So, um, is he, Mike, is he a villain? Um, he sort of or starts... Or an anti-hero. He sort of starts out as a villain. Yeah. In your... Uh, when you're playing Sonic. I think it's Sonic 3 he, he turns up. And... Uh, well, it's two. I can't remember which one it is. But essentially, um, I, I don't want to spoil the movie because I think they're going down this, ro- this road. But uh, uh, Dr. Robonic sort of um, uh, makes um, uh, Knuckles sort of uh, against... Ma- makes him... Ma- makes him, like... Oh, what's the word? So, sort of poisons him to say, hey, uh, Sonic's the bad guy. He's a real bad guy. You should go and say, oh, okay. So so Sonic is sort of uh, taking down Sonic because Dr. Robotnik sa- says he's the bad guy. And and so it's a, it's a miscommunication. And then they sort of team up at the end. It's like, wait, Dr. Robotnik is full of shit. It's like, what? He's full of shit? Okay, we're friends now. That sort of thing. Okay, cool. Thank you. 
for I can't the context. Sp- yeah, I can't fucking speak today. What am I? No, what, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think Idris Elba is going to be awesome in this, um, which is which is great. I'm looking forward to this. Fulia, um, uh, does this does this tickle your knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> First off, no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! That was not an innuendo. That was no. me literally going. Tickly, tickly. No, that was that was me saying no to the joke. <laughs> oh. No, but it was. Oh, as in like, first off, Kendall, you should be fired for that joke. Yeah, you pretty Second that, off, that that is okay. what I meant. All right, but um, we love I'll, you, I'll so s- you can stay, and I'll you're the myself. person no, who no, runs okay. this, I'll so just, it's fine. I'll just, I'll stay, stay. <laughs> Sit. <laughs> sit down. Sit on your knuckles. We don't have a show. Yeah, sit on your knuckles. Without you. Sit on my knuckles. All right. I'll do that. Fulia, um, your thoughts? I'm not sure how I feel because I wasn't a huge fan of the actual first film, so. Yeah, you surprisingly didn't like it, which I was, I was so shocked. <laughs> I was so um, shocked. I was never, I was never much of a Sonic gamer, to be honest, because I'd never had a Sega. Um, so, Neither was I. Neither but I. you know, from what I have seen from relatives and friends that did play Sonic <laughs> growing up, it looked like fun. Um, but the 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 film, like yeah, the film itself, the first one, yeah, it was okay. Um, you know, obviously Jim Carrey was the star of that show. Um, that's probably the only thing I liked about it. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. We're going to see what, you know, Idris Elba with his, uh, with his voice acting prowess, uh, in, in the, in the character of Knuckles. That'll be interesting. I can, I can see that happening. I, I can sort of, I can picture it. It's, it would be cool. Okay. <laughs> nice, 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 Michael. What do you th- what do you think about it? Can't they just get an Australian to play an Australian? Is Knuckles Australian? <laughs> Knuckles, the the yeah, he's an echidna. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Knuckles the Echidna, Sonic the Hedgehog, Tails the flying Squirrel. fucking fox thing. He's a fox. Yes. He's a fox. He's a, he, he's the um. Yeah. He, he's the Japanese um, uh, nine-tailed fox sort of thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He he can fly, but he can also fly a plane. Go figure. Um. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting uh, which way they take, because Aegis Elba is, of course, British. Uh, would he do his American accent, or would he do his British accent? We don't know. We don't know. Or is he going to attempt an, uh, an Australian accent? <laughs> wait, mm. wait and see. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool getting a, a big-name celebrity to do, do something like this. Mm. Um where did I go from from here? Uh, there's a lot of other characters in that, and it just gets weird. A lot, a lot of weird. Like, who's going to play Big the Cat? <laughs> Jack Black. There we go. <laughs> yeah, 
big the cat and 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 he and he fishes for frogs. There you go. That's that's all the knowledge that I know of Sonic's Sonic's um, out of um, law and all that. That's all hmm. I know. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the second film. Uh, I actually quite like the first one, and I don't know why. It definitely ha- harkens back to the sort of those '90s sort of flicks where <laughs> where the the main character is like sucked from a portal and he's landed on this uh, on Earth, and then there's an Earthling and that sort of thing. It's it's like yeah, it's like how the duck meets fucking i don't know like the smurfs that sort of thing they've definitely got to pull pull them from the real world into the world mm. real world and then yeah and jim carrey is just fucking awesome that he is what about you kendall i loved sonic the movie um despite having never played the game or owned a sega i really liked the movie um i was not expecting to like the movie but I, I, mo- I most yeah, I mostly enjoyed it for Jim Carrey, to be honest. But um, I did enjoy Ben Schwartz's performance as Sonic. Um, I really like him; he's very funny. Um, so I'm looking forward to number two now that Idris Elba, especially, is on board. All right. Um, moving into some TV-related news. This week we have our casting announcement for the live-action Avatar: The Last airbender series um and the main reason i just wanted to mention this is a it's kind of a momentous thing uh because this is a very highly anticipated series uh a lot of pressure riding on whether or not it's actually going to be any good considering the original showrunners decided to not participate any further um however um the other really cool thing about this is the fact that the entire cast is basically full of names I've never seen. I don't know any of these actors and I'm here for that. They're all unknowns. Um, they have all been in other um, TV shows or, or films, of course. Um, um, but but yeah, it's just really cool to see fresh faces uh, taking on characters that are quite, quite beloved and um, you know, iconic amongst the, the huge fandom of The Last Airbender. Um, so we have Gordon Cormier um, as Aang, uh, Kia Wentio, I've probably butchered that pronunciation, I apologize, um, as Katara, uh, Ian Oosley as Soka, and Dallas Liu as Zuko. Um, and I should also mention that Dallas Liu is apparently going to be in Shang-Chi as well. Um, so he's probably not going to be an unknown for much longer. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think this is freaking awesome. Um, and I, yeah, I'm, I don't, I still don't know if I'm going to watch this. I think I'm going to try, if I'm going to watch this, I am going to try and watch the original animated series first, which I, I, I will watch and I do want to watch. Um, but Fulia... Um, did you did you watch the the OG animated series? Yes, I've so you, watched the series. I've great. watched the uh, the the live action movie that everybody hates. Uh, it was shit. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. I watched that first before I went and watched the anime. So ah, uh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. 
I am looking forward to this because the series itself is really, really awesome. Um, the story is so good. And yeah, the, like the characters, um, they've done well to, with the casting, I think. I mean, so, you know, so far, uh, we're only, we're only just seeing faces, but once they put on the costumes and stuff, that's just gonna, it's gonna sell it even more for me. So I'm already in, like when I first heard about it, I was like, yep, just hand it over already. Let me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready. I am definitely ready for this. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Michael? Yeah. Uh, I've only seen the first two episodes and then... Uh, I didn't have a I didn't have internet for a month, so that's that's my excuse. Um, yeah, it's something I really want to watch as well because you know it's it, it's probably one of those staples that uh, in pop culture where everyone knows of it and people want to watch it. And I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, but which which platform? I don't know which platform because <laughs> I think it's on Paramount Plus uh, as well. I think I don't know. Mm, can't remember. I think it will be because it's a it's a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. But I'm not going to have Paramount Plus for long. So I'll just watch it on Netflix. And then I'll watch um, Legend of Korra as well. Legend of Korra is really good. Don't spoil it. I'm not saying what else yeah, about it. Yeah, you're spoiling it by good. saying it's good. That's my <laughs> opinion on it. That's, no, my pe- that's my opinion. Different. I don't know what your opinion is yeah, going to be. I could have a completely different um, palette <laughs> of taste. Well, yeah. I, I suggest you watch it. I, I know. But you don't like Sonic. <laughs> and I do. And? <laughs> your point? <laughs> we have different tastes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and Fulia likes anime and, and Mike likes hentai. So. Shush, don't don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> People might think I'm 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 I'm, I'm gross. <laughs> um Yeah, uh looking at the the actors going to play him, it's it's it will be cool because it's it's sort of a young cast, so um, uh, uh, getting the right people to actually do like the sort of um, character, uh, um, like kids character based sort of TV show will be fun, will be fun to watch because uh, going off um, like Stranger Things and all that with what Netflix has done, but also Netflix has also done terrible live action anime remakes. So, yeah, sort of a double-edged sword of what's going on. But I'll I'll give it a go. I'll definitely watch. I'll definitely watch the original last last uh, last air, last air uh, I'll definitely watch uh, Avatar: Last Air. Uh, the t- the cartoon before the actual. <laughs> The last yes. Airbender. Yes, like me. Yes, yes. you're going to do that. All right, good. We'll watch it together, and then we'll we'll, we'll compare notes. Okay. We will. Okay, Kendall. First, we will. first season done by the end of next week. That's not happening. I know. <laughs> I have no. I already have plans to watch it actually. Um, with um, one of my my friend Adam, who's um, when we're allowed to go to each other's houses, um, comes to my place and we've been watching Farscape. Um, so 
we'd only just started season four when the fifth lockdown was announced, so we haven't been able to watch any in like over a month. Uh-huh. So is big poo. But the, yeah, we were basically going to watch Avatar after we finished Farscape. So it's nice to have friends. It's nice to have friends you can see in person too. You know. Anyway, let's not get depressing because we've got we've got the Adams family for that. Did it. Uh, yes, so, more TV news. Um, there was some casting recently announced um, for Tim Burton's uh, upcoming Adam's Family series, Wednesday. Um, and I wanted to mention that because um, Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to be Morticia. Mm. And that is so interesting because... I do not picture her when I think of Morticia at all. So I'm really curious and really excited um, to see where, um, <laughs> what kind of look and direction she's she's going to be taking throughout the show. Uh, Luis Guzman is going to be Gomez Adams. Um, Such a good and casting. I know. I like he. I like his. The, the fact that they got him to play Gomez is is awesome. Uh, and uh, an actress by the name of Jenna Ortega is going to be playing Wednesday. Um, so yeah, um, I, I'm so curious to see. I think yeah, Louis, Louis, Louis Guzman, Louis Guzman, if I can speak words as well. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, great choice uh, to play Gomez. But I'm I, again just so curious as to how Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to look as Morticia. But no doubt it's going to be really really cool. Um, yeah. Looking forward, looking forward to this. Fulia, um, are you? What are you, What are your thoughts on 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 this casting? Any 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 comments? Nope. <laughs> 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 um, I don't really know most of those names apart from Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> so uh, I'll just I'll find out what they're like and their acting skills when we watch the show. <laughs> Cool. Oh, is that a promise, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Michael, um, do you like this casting announcement? It's uh it's kooky. Mysterious it's and spooky. spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite like it. It's it's sort of a bit out of left field and and between those two, um, It'll be an interesting dynamic. Like, it's probably not the first first thing you think of. I mean, no. Like the original, like the Adam's Family movie. I mean, that that was quintessentially a good pairing, and you could sort of see see it in in their relationship that that um how how those two characters sort of um, bounce off each other. It was really great. So it will be interesting watching because uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is sort of like, uh, yeah, she she's a very beautiful woman and you've got Gomez <laughs> being who he is uh, and what he looks like. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, um, I'll be waiting for who who's going to play Pugsley and and uh, and Uncle Fester as well. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Get 
get Christopher Lloyd to play Fester again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just do it. I know he's in these fucking 80s, but come on, just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go hard or go home. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, All right. And yes. uh, as I've said said before, um, the Adams Family and Tim Burton is sort of like a match made in heaven, really, and I'm surprised it hasn't been done done right? sooner. So, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm all for it. Let's go. Let's do it. Sick. Let's go. Indeed. All right. Last thing in the news and this week, I wanted to mention that American Horror Stories has been renewed for a second season. Um, <clears throat> this is the spin-off show, uh, first spin-off show from American Horror Story, the main show. Uh, and this one's more of an anthology thing where it, instead of one season being one theme, every episode's a different story. And yeah, it's very, it's very cool. I've been watching it as it's been airing. Um, they're just about to wrap up the first season and it's, uh, like for me, it's not as good as the main show, um, but it's still entertaining enough. And they do have some of the, the actors that appear in the main series, um, have cro- kind of crossed over into this, but there's also a lot of fresh faces here too, which is nice. But, um, but yeah, so it's a bit of fun, a bit of horror fun. If you're a horror fan, I recommend checking it out. Um, Mike, are you, have you, have you seen any American horror story stuff? Uh, not the horror stories. Um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get into American Horror Story uh, for a while now, um, but I think I'm trying to think. You can uh, you can get it on binge. I know that much. Um, yeah, it's all on binge. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's got to, it's got to be in my schedule of when I watch it because because mostly with binge, it's sort of a hit and miss for me. I know it's got like um, a lot of HBO stuff. But but I can't remember the last time I actually watched it, so I'm going to have to re-watch it again. And I'm still up to the first season of American Horror Story uh, about the house. That's all I know. And a guy, yep. and a guy in a gimp mask. And Yep. Yeah. That, <laughs> I probably have to re-watch <laughs> it. But I did see... Um, uh, ooh, what's his name? Jeez. Um, Names the faces. Uh, uh, um, 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 Quicksilver. Fucking Peters. Evan Peters. Evan Peters, that's it. Evan Peters. I've seen the episode of him and I thought, yeah, he's, he's really cool. He knows, he, know, he knows how to act well. So He does, and he's very good in, in American Horror Story. He's in most of the seasons, and um, yeah, he plays a completely different character basically every time. And it's just such a great... I mean, for the entire cast that return every year, it's such a great way to show off their talent mm. and their versatility uh, and their range. And it's and Evan Peters especially is a standout. So if you're a fan of his work, you're going to love what he does Definitely. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully he appears in American Horror Stories Season 2. Was, he in, was he in Season 1? Well, we've got one or two episodes left of season one, and he hasn't appeared yet. Um, ah. So, don't know. Can't answer that question. There you go. There you go. That's all That's all we can do. That's all we can do. We try and answer questions, and if we can't, we move the fuck on. Because <laughs> that... Or we deflect and, and say something else. Yes. Yeah, so we deflect and we just say... And we go into the next, next yeah. segment. Segment. Next segment. Because that's the nerdy news. Done. 
Done. Damn. <laughs> locked up. As we are. Uh, as yes, locked up and locked down. Um, Except for me. I'm free. Shh. <laughs> Don't rub it in. Quiet. With the my knuckles. You regional person. Um. <laughs> <laughs> First time I was called a reasonable person. <laughs> Regional. Regional. Okay, it's trailer park time. Rolling on up. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. All right, first trailer. Let's do this. Uh, is for an upcoming uh, spooky series called Midnight Mass. Uh, this is a teaser trailer uh, for this one. It's not a full proper trailer, not a story trailer, uh, because I have got no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys. Nope. <laughs> I am zilch. Um, all I could really gather from it was the fact that it, you know it seems to be set in some kind of quiet uh, seaside town that's heavy on the religion. And something's not quite right somewhere. Um, and there's some creepy things happening. Uh, feels kind of very Stephen King inspired to me. Uh, like I'm just getting those kinds of vibes a little bit from it. The main thing that really excites me about it, though, is that it's being produced by uh, Mike Flanagan, um, who is a horror master, um, creator of Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor, directed Dr. Sleep. Um, and a bunch of other really cool horror films. Um, so I'm excited that this is a series he's been involved with. Um, really, really cool. Uh, and it's a good, it's a good teaser trailer in the fact that it doesn't show you too much and it, and it, you know, it shows you, I don't think it shows you enough maybe to pull you in because it didn't, the trailer, I'm only watching it for Mike Flanagan. So (laughs) the only, like, because the trailer didn't really show me anything that made me go, I want to know what, I want to know what the fuck's going on. Um, it just, all it really did was kind of confuse and creep me out a little bit. And that's, that's also fine, but I kind of was hoping for a little bit more, maybe. I don't know. They're being very cryptic about it. So maybe it's just going to be a super cryptic show. Who knows? Um, yeah. So I'll I'll probably, I'll probably give this a watch, but I might, I might wait and see if they put out a, a full trailer for this, a story trailer to give us a bit of an idea of what the, what's actually going to be happening in this series. Um, Fulia, I'm sure you probably don't have too much to say about this because this is a little bit spooky. Uh, so I apologize. Um, <laughs> but what did you, what did you think of this from a trailer perspective? Yeah, you're right. Doesn't really show much. I had no idea what was going on. I was like, yeah. um, okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just. Like there's things happening, but you just you're just not aware of what it is, and I don't want to know because I won't <laughs> be watching it. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> Michael, hello, hello. What do you think? Um, it's very visually stimulating, and yeah, Michael Flanagan, 
Uh, I've only seen Doctor Sleep, and and I really, really enjoyed Doctor Sleep. I haven't seen Haunted at Hill House, and I've been meaning to watch it because... Oh, Hill House is so good, man. I do like my horror, and mm. I really enjoyed what he did did with Doctor Sleep, because I, I read the book, and I really enjoyed what he did for Doctor Sleep, and especially the ending. I actually quite liked mm. the ending. Um, I... I sort of cried at the ending, <laughs> yeah. As well, yeah. Because knowing the story behind, um, like that story, and also the Shining, of course, of its its uh, predecessor, and the way things were going with um, Stanley Kubrick and his version, uh, which is which one is the definitive version of uh, of um, of the Shining? Is it is it is it Stanley Kubrick's or, or is it Stephen King's? So, uh, and they sort of do a good good amalgamation of uh, both endings for that, and I really enjoy it. Um, with this one, yeah, I it it looks really good. It definitely get, gives me the sort of Doctor Sleep vibes because you know it's. It, I, I think he's only um, producing it, but it definitely has his sort of handprints on it. And yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have a look see in this. Uh, I might watch. Uh, Hill House first, just so I can, mm. just so I can get into the mood uh, before I, uh, I need to have the entree before I have the mains, and that sort of thing. What about you, Kendall? Do you do you like to have an entree before your main? Um, if I'm starving, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Give me an entree. Give me some garlic bread. Give me some um, nachos. What? A, some nachos or some calamari. Or um, croquettes. That's what I was looking for. Croquettes. What's a croquette? Some croquettes. It's like a a fried, like a battered and fried, like um, uh, cheese, like melted cheese and potato and, some, and potato and something else. Oh, okay. like or, can, or or pasta. Or pasta. You put pasta in it. Like you can have mac and cheese croquettes. I've had before at some some restaurants. They're really nice. It's fucking delicious. They're they're always overpriced. <laughs> Which is annoying, just based on what you get, not in terms of the quality, because the quality's good. Anyway, welcome to the food podcast. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I would rather talk about food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you and your food and your snacks and your snacks, all the snacks. I can see there's a koala behind you. Have you eaten koala? No. I wonder what koala tastes like. I anyway. don't want to know. That is not something I have wondered. Midnight Mass, however, in case you're wondering, um, will be on Netflix on the 24th of September. The mystery will be answered then. Just in mm-hmm. time for Halloween in September. Sort of, yes. Hmm. Halloween, Halloween in advanced. In advanced? <laughs> Words. I can't. <laughs> We're losing... <laughs> losing the plot. I jinxed it at the top of the show and I was like, what if we actually behaved? And that's been the complete opposite of that. So I'm glad we're sticking to the usual formula. Um, I'm sabotaging the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> our second trailer, Lord help, uh, is for a crazy looking film um, called Prisoners of the Ghostland. Um yeah, yeah. This is another one of Nicolas Cage's kind of just bonkers... Uh, Renaissance. Uh, like, Rene- yeah, he's 
Ra- 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 I'm trying to think of a way to put cage into Renaissance, and it's not working. Canace- I'm tired. <laughs> Canaissance? Canaissance? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Cage naissance? I don't know. It doesn't work. Uh- <laughs> cage sense. Cage. Thank you. Cage naissance. That works. Yeah, sort of like a resurgence. <laughs> yes, the resurgence of the cage. Um, the cage is open, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, he's making some crazy shit. I like the fact that Nicolas Cage is at a point in his career where he can, he can make these kinds of choices. Like, he can afford to do all these straight-to-DVD action films and then these just straight-up weird-ass indie movies. Um, so, yeah, the fact that this is also made by the same people who did Mandy um, and Color Out of Space. Yeah. Um, like is pretty cool because out of all of Nicolas Cage's recent films, those two are the most notable, especially Mandy, uh, which I've been told by a few people to check out. Uh, But I haven't watched it yet, so I apologize. Um, But yeah, this is just... This kind of looks like Quentin Tarantino on crack. (laughs) Like, it's it's like... It's going to be violent... It's got your uh, your Asian influence with your your um, like samurai culture. Very Japanese, yeah, very Japanese kind of influence. And then you've got your uh, your Western influence with sort of these outlaw sort of you know this kind of stuff. It's just kind of an interesting amalgamation of 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 cultures in this. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of set in. It seems to be set in a world that's not of of our world. Um, or it's like a post-apocalyptic thing, um, but I'm kind of get, getting a uh, mythological sort of vibe to it. But um, so aesthetically, this film is awesome. I really like what you know what it's doing aesthetic-wise. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. I mean, the story seems pretty straightforward. You know, he's just he's basically got to rescue this guy's daughter, or he'll die. Um, he'll explode. He'll he's going to explode. Um, yeah, his neck or his nuts. He's yeah. <laughs> he's got some. He's got some good motivation to to find. Or his her. elbows. Um, or his elbows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his elbows. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna watch this. It's probably not my type of movie, but um, like it's a cool trailer, and visually visually captivating. Um, so if it was on TV, I probably wouldn't turn it off. But I don't think I'm gonna go out of my way to watch this. But who knows? Hopefully, it's good. Um, Fulia, what did you think of this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, better than the first trailer, I suppose. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that is fair. It's, it's you know something different for Nicolas Cage. Something he'll have. Fun, I'm sure he had fun with. <laughs> um, there's a lot of from what I've seen from what I've seen in the trailer it's it kind of like yeah you're right it is a bit Quentin Tarantino-ish <laughs> um in especially with some of the some with some of the jokes that are in there um it, it, most specifically about the suit he's wearing <laughs> um and the devices that are attached to it um so I am I would be very worried to be walking around as he says he is a nuclear bomb. <laughs> um and he has to save this girl. 
So I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be. Uh, like you, Kendall, I probably won't be watching this either. <laughs> but like, like you as well, the aesthetic does look really cool. Um, the cinematography of this is pretty cool as well. Um, and yeah, it's interesting that he's decided to dive into an indie film. Um, but I'm, I'm, I guess, you know, he can do that. He's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cool. Cool. Michael Michael, I'm I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised with you, Fulia. If any trailer that we've talked about, this is more like any other anime than any anime <laughs> that we've talked you know about. What? You know what though? It did give me video game vibes for some reason. It gave me very much the video game vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of what I got out of that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love how this trailer, this movie, is sort of... It's competing genres of itself. It doesn't know what it wants to be. And I just love that. And, <laughs> and having Nicolas Cage just being like this... This Mad Max type, just being, just being caught and has to do like a a, a, a task, and and if he doesn't get the, and if he doesn't do it, he, he explodes. I mean, I'm 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 really looking forward to this film. I'm probably going to be the only one that's watch it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say how how awesome it is, and it's yeah, and from the same people same people who did the color. Of, uh, the color of space, which is absolutely trippy, and it's not a movie that people would actually like, but I like it because it's it's nuts and it's it's Lovecraftian, and and the way they sort of sort of dwelled into it, it's 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 great. It's just something that needs to be experienced, and I think think this movie is sort of the same. It's uh, don't take it too seriously. Just have some fun and just just what and just. And just make your eyeballs melt. I just love it. <laughs> it just looks. It just looks awesome. It's just an awesome. It looks like it's going to be an awesome film. And Kendall, when are we going? Well, me. When am I going to be watching this awesome film? Because you guys are so high and mighty with your particulars of taste in movies, and and yeah. <laughs> Well, Michael, uh, I I hate to say, but I don't actually have an Australian release date for this one, unfortunately. Um, But uh, if you are in the US of A, uh, you can check out Prisoners of the Ghostland on the 17th of September. Uh, If you're in the UK, you can check it out sometime during the month of October. I don't have a release date for you either, exactly, but uh, better than us. So, yeah. We have means. We have ways. There are means. Means and ways of watching things. And we're not going to do it. Um, So, last trailer. Last trailer this week um, is Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Uh, This this is probably my favourite trailer of the week. This was a lot of fun. uh, Based on a true story. Based on a musical that apparently is uh, is pretty successful, 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, and really cool to see, um, a story like we haven't, like, I mean, we've seen drag stories done before, obviously. Um, but you know, it just, to kind of have like a, a coming of age story on top of a, uh, I want to be a drag queen story is, is, is really cool. Uh, and the fact that it's a musical is going to bring a whole lot of extra life into this one. Um, and the fact that Richard E. Grant is in this made me very, <laughs> very happy because <laughs> I love him. Um, yeah, so that's really cool as well. But yeah, it just looks like a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun. And I really, I need to get the name, the name of the guy who's playing Jamie. Because- Max Harwood. Thank you. <laughs> Got the page um, in front of me. <laughs> aren't you clever? Um, yes, he he looks great um, uh, in this role, uh, and just the lovely kind of earnest and honest performance he's giving in this trailer uh, really makes me want to watch this movie. Um, and he just looks so fierce in all these drag outfits as well. Like, yeah, the costuming looks just wonderful and all the lighting and the the staging and everything. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm very excited to watch this. I'm definitely checking this out. Uh, Very good trailer. Fulia, what do you reckon? I'll come with you. I like this trailer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is is a really fun trailer. Uh, Also my favourite of the three. And... Uh yeah, like I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. It looks like it's going to be good. Um it's definitely a good sort of a good way to get the understanding of how sort of people think about doing this sort of stuff like with the decision that they've made to then actually going about doing it. Um so for me, this is going to be a little educational, I suppose, for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nice. I'm definitely definitely going to enjoy it. And, you know, it kind of hurt having some extra music in there. I mean, I, I, I suppose it comes down to a lot of the performances that drag queens put on is they they sing, they lip sync, um, and, and they dance and all that sort of stuff. So it's I'm, I'm glad that they're adding that aspect into the film in terms of them actually performing songs. So, uh, I yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. <laughs> nice. Michael. Okay, I feel a bit bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can say uh, out of the three, this is definitely one of them that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah I I think it's awesome having having um having every story like being beneficial to the human race of of the understanding cuz I don't know what what's um uh, I I haven't lived this life and it will be an interesting way to introduce me into this particular life because you know it it does have the sort of tropes that uh the dad doesn't understand and and all that stuff, like uh, the sort of <laughs> the sort of Billy Elliot vibe, but you know, it's based on truth, so I can't really fault it for that. And yeah, I it'll be toe tapping. It'll be it'll be uh, in one word fabulous. 
and it'll be awesome. Um, and yes, I suppose I'll watch it too. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Three for three! Yay! I'll be watching all of them, except for Fulio, who'll be only watching one. Meh! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um... Uh, the the uh, acting in it is absolutely superb. Um, I I don't know, I don't know many of them except for Richard E. Grant, of course. But you you need that sort of main main. You, you sort of have need to have a name name for it, especially for like people people who don't know. Like I didn't know this was a musical. I think I think um, it was. Uh, I think it's like very popular in in the UK. I'm guessing because mm, it's must be. it's based on that. Because I haven't heard of it because it hasn't come to Australia. You know, if it doesn't come to Australia, I don't know it. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Um, <laughs> but you know, broaden my horizons and yeah. Um, so when are we going to be strutting down? The stage in our in our twelve inch heels, uh, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's all of us. Can barely walk in six inch heels, let alone twelve. That's Jeez, insane! <laughs> wow, um, challenge not accepted. But yeah, no. I'll, I'll strut regardless. <laughs> Everybody's talking about Jamie will be on Amazon Prime for people to consume on the seventeenth of September. And I'm actually giving it more points because James Gordon's not in it. <laughs> well, it's a musical film without James Gordon. Oh, no. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Okay. All right. Trailer Park's done. We're rolling on out. Rolling the fuck on out because it's now time for the moment, the segment, section, the part, the place... In the show, we like to call. But up, popcorn culture. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Has some funk on it. Yeah, uh, it's the way the it's the way the episodes start. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I had a feeling that's what it was. <laughs> um, yeah. And what episodes Fully is talking about, of course, is um, The Bad Batch. Yay. We have <laughs> arrived, people. We've been teasing it for weeks um, that we were going to do a big, epic Bad Batch uh, discussion once the show was finished. And, of course, on Friday, the last episode of Season 1 dropped on Disney+. Plus. Um, and uh, thank you especially to Fulia for persevering and finishing <laughs> Clone Wars um, uh, so she could then watch The Bad Batch and yeah. get and get up to date with us so we could have this chat. Yeah. Um, it's very <laughs> awesome. Caught you caught up. <laughs> we're very proud. We're very proud. Uh, but yes, yes. So we're not we're not going to do uh, like an episode by episode sort of a thing. We just I think we're just kind of going to give our general thoughts mm. um, on on the show uh, and just kind of discuss outward from there. Um, so starting with, um, I mean, we all had this. This show was teased to us. Uh, during the first arc of the final season of the Clone Wars, 
Um, that's when we were introduced to the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99. Um, and, um, yeah, that was a pretty cool arc, uh, a, a cool adventure that they went on having to, you know, go and actually rescue Echo, um, who ended up joining them at the end, um, of, of those, uh, bunch of episodes. That was really, really cool. Uh, and then, yeah, and then they, not long after that, they announced that it was getting, they were getting their own show. And I, and I immediately thought, well, this makes perfect sense. Cause you know, um, I, th- I think it's such a cool spin on the clones, I think to have a group that are a bit different, a bit more experimental, a bit weird, um, you know, and, and fun, like a lot of fun. I mean, we all love Wrecker, don't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, really cool and a really good good way to give um, Echo uh, more life past cl- the Clone Wars show itself. And then, of course, for um, another Star Wars show to be able to reference other shows and other movies in- within itself uh, as well. Um, lots of Easter eggs to to be to be seen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Um, I, I wanted to kind of just talk about again how awesome the the pilot episode was aftermath um, episode one just because I thought it was such a great way to kick off this whole thing because of how how Clone Wars season seven ends with obviously the events of Return of uh, Return Revenge of the Sith are happening um, at the same time. And we have um, the Siege of Mandalore, and then we also have um, bloody um, Order 66 happening. So uh, it was such a cool way to start um, this show, I think, by having that all happen too. It was a good way to connect it from like, oh, you've just watched Clone Wars, or here's Bad Batch, and here's what the Bad Batch was doing when that all that stuff was going down. So I just thought that was really cool. Uh, and then just the way it was kind of like the fact that they're different and the fact that they were experimented on, uh, meant that their inhibitor chips didn't work the same as all the reg clones. Um, and with the exception of poor Crosshair, who really got the, the short end of the stick, uh, in, in regards to that, but it also created such a cool story throughout the entire season, I think of, you know, of, of Crosshair, like whether or not his you know, going to stay with the Empire, um, which they kind of, a question they still have left dangling uh, mm. as it stands with the last episode. So, yeah. Um, Fulia, what did you what did you think of, of how the show kicked off? Man, the way they kicked off was epic. Um, yeah. Like, just chaos ensues. Like, the moment the final episode of The Clone Wars happened, um... And obviously the Senator orders, you know, Order 66 to go ahead. And then this episode starts and the chaos ensues. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is not good. (laughs) So, but um, yeah, now we know what really happens, I suppose, with the clones. Um. It yeah, it was such a it was such a good episode, I think. Um and but yeah, I just I had I had this funny feeling that Crosshair was gonna be 
yeah. <laughs> affected by yeah. it. Um, which was very sad because he was such an integral part to a lot of the things they do. Um, because he's such a good sniper. So he's got a really good eye for it, obviously, by the name by his name. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very appropriately named. Yes, very. And yeah, I'm just I I felt so sad for the other bo- for the other for the other clones um when they found out that Crosshair was affected by by the execution of Order sixty six and they were oh, I, the fact that they had to leave him behind, I'm just like, oh Man, it's yeah. it's like it's it's your brother. You're leaving him behind because he's turned against you. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it was um it was a really good episode. A great way to kick off the season or the yeah. series itself. Yeah, totally, mm. totally. Mike, what did you what did you think of the way of the way the Bad Batch started? I think it was great. Um, go, going into it, I was thinking it was probably going to be, uh. The story of the Bad Batch, like um, within the Clone Wars saga, like we we find out what uh, what they were doing during like uh, yeah the, okay the cl- Clone Wars, and I thought yeah that was pretty cool. So it's sort of like a dual um, a parallel sort of series with the Clone Wars, but nope, it sort of takes off it takes off exactly where Clone Wars ends. Um, and I was actually quite surprised with that. It's like, oh, we're we're going to be dealing with some territory that we haven't seen, the um, the fall the fall of uh, the Republic into the Galactic Empire, and something that we haven't really seen, um, because it just goes from um, Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope, and we're going to be learning. What's going to be happening in the in the eighteen years of of that, where where we fi- find out what what the what the empire was up to and how they change from uh, <laughs> go from um, a diplomatic diplomatic um, outlook to a much more um, uh, uh, um, totalitarian regime. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. And also, yeah, and and I said it like a couple of weeks ago that that uh, that um, it sort of clicked what this TV show was going to be about, where it, it's essentially the A team in space. And I think I think yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, within this episode, you get you, you get a little get a lot of name drops, especially with uh, young young Caleb. So, yeah. so there's a lot of connections between uh, the um, the TV shows, which is kind of cool. Uh, all throughout this se- series, like we get to see a lot, lot of uh, t- um, uh, Star Wars Rebels sort of um, connections, and also Clone Wars connections, and and it's doing its own thing. So, I, yeah, it's it, it it's uh, it started out strong, and it just went went from there. It, it uh, hit the ground running, as they say. Mm. Mm. Absolutely did. Um, you made a really good point that I'm going to jump off with. Um, one of the cool things, I think, for me about this series so far is uh, actually getting to see, um, you know, this how the Empire really started to get things going. Mm. 
um, post-Revenge of the Sith. Um, because, you know, obviously we have Rogue One that goes straight into A New Hope, but that's, that's you know, like you said, that's in 18 years from this moment. Um, so, yeah, so it's it was uh, it was really cool just to see the way that, like, you know, how the clones would react with Order 66, and I loved how they kind of, not just the Bad Batch, but, like, other clones... Um, cause that was one of my, the things I really liked about when they did order 66 in Clone Wars is, um, the way like Rex, um, and Cody like responded to that. That was really interesting. And then you see that throughout the show, certain clones react in certain ways to, to the, you know, the inhibitor chips and all, and all of that. Um, and then just the way that the empire like infiltrates planets um, and and tries to convert everyone to this is the way the galaxy is run now. Um, like the the introduction of chain codes and imperial credits um, <laughs> make things make things very difficult for the bad batch mm. um, early on in the show uh, and throughout it. And um, and yeah, and so it's just I don't know it's just so it's really cool to see, especially because I really like the there's that one episode where. Um, Oh, what episode was it? It's um, blah, is it common yeah, common ground. I think is the episode, episode ten, where um, they they have to actually go and uh, rescue someone who used to be their enemy, um, a, a separatist senator, um, uh, uh, because they've decided to go against the empire, um, and so now you know. The show, which is mostly aimed at children, is dealing with some very adult kind of themes um, in really cool ways. Like this show is very well written, mm. and I just really, I just really enjoyed how it it made it easy to understand, you know, that there's good and there's bad, but there's also a murky gray area <laughs> um, of you know, like I don't know, just the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and all of that kind of stuff, and. Yeah, um, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, yeah, Fulia, did that e- excite you about this show? The fact that we were actually getting to see the f- kind of the early days of the Empire and like how how things kind of were operating um, in this time period. Yeah, uh, I was really, really intrigued when I when we started to see all these things sort of occurring throughout the um throughout the galaxy and it's definitely something like uh, there was there was always questions in the back of my mind after watching the films um and so now that we got you know the clone wars and now we have the bad batch and you know all those all these other star wars related shows and um you know extra films it's definitely answered a lot of other questions i've had <laughs> Um, since watching the original movies and it's definitely very very interesting to see where it goes and where it's gone so far um, mm-hmm. and so you know it, like at this point you're not seeing you're not seeing the side of the jedis you're not seeing the side oh you're you're more so seeing the side of the empire um, but it's mainly about the middlemen literally the group that is in the middle of it all because they don't know where to, to, to go one way or the other. 
Um, yeah. And it's a really interesting perspective um, to see these particular characters go throughout, you know, travel throughout the galaxy, helping people and, you know, doing their own little missions and all that sort of stuff for other people. Um, so, yeah, it has been very, very intriguing for me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah quite cool. Mike, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Um, with the so, sort of um, what we were talking about, sort of the, the grey area, especially in a children's show, um, mm. I think I think it's more welcome because, uh, mm. like this present time, it's it, it, it's not your old uh, Disney TV show where it's like it's clearly the bad guy, but clearly the good guy. We're actually di- um, we're we're actually showing some real some depth and some insight into different ideologies, especially between the Bad Batch as well. It's not to jump ahead, but especially the relationship between Hunter and Crosshairs. Uh, yeah. And ha- how they were sort of dealing with that sort of thing. And we sort of find out that um, Crosshairs has a bit more uh, of a... bit more of a... of a What's the word? Freedom? Uh, freedom of, uh, of thought. Because we don't know when he's... Chip came out. Spoilers, of course. But yeah, that that was huge, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and and it's sort of um, them dealing with what what do they do now? Because everything that they knew is so, sort of changed, and it's sort of trying to <laughs> trying to trying they're trying to uh, work out where they sit in this universe now that everything's changed. So. It's more more or less like a coming of age story as well because because you know the bad batch they're they're clones their their aging process is sort of sped up so essentially they're like teenagers actually and and in the first episode we get to see their quarters and they're pretty much like teenagers living <laughs> living as they li, li, living as they are and and yeah it's it, it's it's definitely like a coming of age story really. Yes, yeah, speaking yeah. of those inhibitor chips, sorry, I just wanted to cut in before I lose my thought on it. <laughs> um, those inhibitor chips, I, for, especially for Crosshair, I feel like with with Crosshair, I feel like his, his inhibitor chip to me, I feel like came out um, after episode seven, Battle Scars, um, where they, where the, where the group... Clone Force 99 actually go to get their inhibitor chips removed. Yeah. Um, I feel like after that episode, that's when Crosshair had his removed. Okay. So do you think maybe he... Like after that battle when the, when, you know, the Bad Badge get away, Crosshair is, I think he got like burnt. Yeah. He got a... That's what that scar is. He got injured. Yeah. 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 He got a jet engine to the face. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So I feel like around that time is when he would have gotten his mm. chip removed. That's sort of where my yeah, mind went. That's, no, that's a good theory. Yeah, I like it. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Very Either good, that, very or good. he got rid of it like, <laughs> like at the start, and then he <laughs> he sort of decided to try and kill a Padawan. Which is even mm. more darker than it than it should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he chose to kill. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. A young Caden. Which, going off that, I know it's pretty cool that they got Freddie Prince Jr. to reprise his role as Caden. Um, 
could you at least pitch up his voice? <laughs> yeah. Because it does sound like a 40-year-old doing a do, uh, doing the yeah. voice of a teenager. Yeah, just food, food for thought. <laughs> no, you make a good point. You make a good point. Um, speaking of teenagers and coming of age and growing up, um, we were introduced to uh, our newest member of the Bad Batch in this first season, um, the lovely firecracker that is Omega. Um, <laughs> now, at first, I remember, like, I've, I've kind of always liked her. Like, I think she's fine. Um, but at first, I, like, the first few episodes, I was kind of like, there was this whole back and forth between her and Hunter. And, like, yeah, I know they're establishing their bond very early on, which is really cool. And I love their dynamic and their kind of father-daughter sort of. Like, I mean, they're technically brother and sister, but, like, the way that he's, because he's quote-unquote older than she is you know it, it, it's more like a father-daughter relationship but um but yeah I, so they're building towards that early on but it really there was a I was concerned there was a lot of repetitiveness with certain storylines about like you know whether or not Omega can be a part of the Bad Batch whether or not she's ready to go out on missions or should she stay behind or all this and that or Omega getting into mischief and, and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, what is, what's happening? I don't know if this is, I don't know. I don't know if this is the show I want. Um, but that quickly kind of went away. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I grew to like her a lot more. Um, it is going to make, like if I ever rewatch this show, I think it's going to make these, those earlier episodes harder to watch. Except for episode one, because I loved episode one, but the other ones where, you know, she hasn't fully been integrated into the way things work with the rest of them. And in terms of her using that really cool crossbow thing that she has now, um, I like that. But, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so it's nice now where she is now is, is cool. Um, and I like how she's kind of the moral center of the batch Mm. as well. Um, like she's the compass that they need to follow. Because technically she's older than any of them. Yeah, wasn't that interesting twist? Yeah, the fact that she's actually uh, technically Boba Fett's sister, um, because Boba Fett was Alpha, mm. and sh- and she's Omega. So um, yeah, so the reason she was being stalked by bounty hunters is because she's like um, you know, a- actual like like the like a, an actual like. A clone of of um, Jango Fett, like proper, without any kind of modifications or sped OG up DNA. Yeah, she's a direct clone, yeah. direct a first first line descendant of um of Jango, which is yeah makes her very important. Um, but that I was getting like kind of sentimental when, like in, um in the last couple of episodes, or maybe it was epi- maybe it was the last episode when they were trying to get out of Camino and they're in that room where they were created and she's there and, you know, and that's when they kind of find, like, the Batch kind of realises, no, she's actually older than us. Yeah. You know, and she's getting all sentimental watching everything be destroyed because, you know, I watched this, I watched this is where you kind of, you know, and like, it was really, it was really kind of emotional and nice. Michael. And considering Camino uh, is, is the only place that she's known, and mm. she's, oh, she's yeah. only been the, she's only 
basically seen Camino, and it can, I can sort of um, forgive him, uh, forgive um, the sort of early episodes of Omega so, sort of learning like outside of her box, and she's sort of like, yeah, she's still technically a, a child. She's she hasn't got the growth hormone that they put into the actual clones. Uh, to, in the other clone, she's actually a child, so of course she's probably going to act up, and I, I can sort of see she's sort of um, her with the Bad Batch are sort of learning off each other. I mean, the Bad Batch knows everything because they, they've travelled throughout the galaxy doing their doing their thing, and they're sort of learning. It's like okay, now we haven't got this, we we haven't got the order behind behind us. We're doing our own thing, so they're sort of learning off each other. And I can mm. sort of, I, I, yeah, I can sort of see, like, if we're going to do a rewatch, you can sort of get that sort of element in there. And she's a lot smarter than the other ones, really. Because yeah. you see her with, with, um, uh, with like, Sid and how, how they sort of, and, and how she sort of, like, um, she sort of becomes a hustler as well with, with the sort of gambling yeah. and shit. And, I guess obviously, yeah, she's sort of coming into her own terms, and yeah, and the last episode, she's basically saying goodbye to the only place that she's known. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of a nice mirror, I suppose. From like, I think, isn't there a moment early on in the show where she's like looking, like she's leaving Camino, and she's like looking back and like feeling sad because she's never left before or whatever. Um, because I know, I remember there was that moment where she, in episode two, when she gets to a planet and actually touches dirt for the first time and she kind of has a reaction similar to Ray did in, um, <laughs> in, uh, Force, Force Awakens with the grass and the green trees and everything. Yeah. Um, which was cool. And then, yeah, to have that at the end of the episode to see the fact that, yeah, the only place, the only home really she's ever known is gone. Did, did, um, did you guys get sort of teary eye? Seeing Camino, not not in the dark and rainy. Oh wow! I, I yeah, I I had an emotional reaction to that. Yeah, I didn't get teary, but I just I literally had to take stock for a second and go, wait, 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 wait. The sun's out and it's not raining, but the city's destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> like the hell. Um, yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting. I wonder why they chose to finally have the sunshine, but it's when it's like it's in its most darkest hour sort of thing, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's a new day. You know what? It's hmm. a new day, I guess, yeah. Metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Metaphor. Metaphor. Um, Fulia, hmm. I, have, I have to ask. Um, okay, so for you, was Omega kind of like, you know... Like, did you like her, like, like Grogu, like Baby Yoda, or, or, or was she more, or was she more of a uh, Jar Jar Binks? Oh, on a scale mm. of, on a scale uh, of, uh, of Jar Jar Binks and Baby Yoda, <laughs> she's kind of, she's kind of in the middle. She's in the middle yeah, for me. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I. Didn't really like her at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, only because of just the whole childishness of her behavior, I suppose. And just the fact that, 
she just, it's like she wants something. She really, really wants it. And she wants to go with them. And, you know, she wants to be a part of their group. And I'm just, and then, you know, when she doesn't listen to, you know, Hunter when they're actually out in different, on different planets, it's like, just stay here. This is where you'll be safe. But she's like, no, no, I'm going to come and I'm going to come along. I want to see things. Um, but I suppose in the times that she has gone out and disobeyed Hunter's order, uh, <laughs> she has helped. Um, yeah. Coincidentally, she's been able to help, uh, help the boys yes. and save them in some way. Which is kind of like, I, th- I suppose, her way of learning um, and her way of trying to be, trying to integrate herself into the group and just wants to be recognized as, as part of the group. So, um, I, yeah, I wasn't very fond of her at the beginning, but towards the end, it felt like she became this this wiser person that has more knowledge mm. uh and the fact that because she's she grew up and she's lived on Camino for you know all her life and when they go back at the to in the last couple of episodes she knows where everything is mm. <laughs> yeah she's very helpful she's so <laughs> helpful to them and she knows how to get around the place she knows all the secret tunnels and all the different rooms and all that sort of stuff and crosshair is very very like annoyed at the fact that they're that they are letting omega lead the way and he doesn't like it because to him the child is inferior to him (laughs) um and so in in that instance it's like but you don't get it she's she knows the place just let her show you how to get out you're gonna die (laughs) he's very he's very stubborn and proud crosshair very he's I, i he's got such an ego on him yeah i don't know what it is um i'm i'm very curious to find out why Crosshair has decided to go that way and just, you know, decided not to go with Clone Force 99. I I honestly think it's probably, again, probably because of his stubbornness Mm. at this point. I feel like he's just been, he, he spent too much time with the Empire. He's, there's been too many encounters with him and, and the Bad Batch to be like, you know, of them trying to get him back and him being like, no. And so I feel like he's just like, you know, it's it's one of those things where like, you know, you, you get you meet someone and you, you, you forget what their name is. And then the time too much time has passed. So you can't you can't go back. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't ask them what their name is now. It's too late. So I think it's just because he's just kind of I think he's definitely caught between the two of them. And I think part of him definitely wanted to go with them at the end. Yeah, but. I just l- really love that they made the choice of like, yes, he doesn't have an inhibitor chip anymore, but he still wants to be involved with the Empire. He still thinks his ego is that is such that he just still thinks he's of great value mm. 
where, you know, I could totally see an episode, maybe episode one or episode two of season two, some kind of exchange between him and Admiral Rampart or or Rampart and Tarkin being like, get rid of him. Because, like, they, Hunter's right, like, they left him. They left him behind, they, yeah. They left him behind. They didn't give a shit. And, and Crosshair's too stubborn to see that. So, But I think it's just really cool that even without his chip, he still chose the Empire. Like, there's just such a complex mm. kind of decision for a character to make. And I, and I really yet like that storytelling. And he still saved the droid and Omega at oh. the end. Oh, my God. When AZ went down, yeah. I was like, no, I'm not here for this. No. <laughs> I'm having emotions about a rover. I don't like it. <laughs> He's an appliance. He's an appliance. <laughs> He's an appliance. I I got. Uh, I was. Yeah. I had this whole huff when Omega decided she was going to go save him, and I'm like, "No, what are you doing, girl?" <laughs> He's gone. Forget him. <laughs> I I thought it was a nice way for Crosshair to kind of an opportunity for him to show. Uh, us, the audience, that he's this, as Luke would say, they're still good in him. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he maybe he can be saved down the track, and he, you know, uh, repaid the debt that you know because she Omega saved him. Yeah. Um. So now they're even. Michael. I had a big. Please thought, go. And it sort sort of goes on to what I was about to talk about. Uh, the reason why Crosshair sort of um, uh, says no, basically. To go with them, he, he, yes, he's all set in his ways, and it's it's everything that he knows that he was born for this particular purpose, and now the purpose has sort of changed. For instead of being part of the um, the the um, the 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 what the empire was before the empire, the republic, and the empire, yeah, the republic. That's the word I was trying to find, and good. And good soldiers follow orders, yeah. and that's all he's sort of known. And it's like, oh, and he's, and he, and he said to himself, he he was like really, really hurt when, basically, the bad batch, the rest of the bad batch, and Hunter particularly, sort of uh, left him. And it's like, no, this is what we were supposed to be doing. Why are why are you abandoning me? You're letting me down. Because this is what we're this is what we're meant to be doing, and you're supposed to be the leader of this particular group to do this, and you can sort of see that. And my big, big sort of um, gasm that I sort of, sort of have of the reason why uh, reason why Crosshairs actually saves Omega and and uh, the appliance. <laughs> I can't remember A- his A-Z. name. Az. <laughs> A- Az. Uh, get it because it's Alpha and and and, and Z. Alpha and Omega. Um, uh, the reason why he sa- saves him because because um, Omega was risking uh, her life to actually sa- save save him. Oh. It's like why can't why can't you be like what Hunter? Why can't you be like yeah. Omega and, and and not leave any soldiers behind? And I, I can sort of see see the reason why he sort of sa- sa- saves her because yeah he is. He is clearing a debt, but he's also seeing it's like, well, she she's not let, letting any soldier behind, so I can sort of see it, see mm. it like that. Mm. Okay. No, that's that's good. I like that. So technically, yeah, there is good in him, but good intentions. Good maybe? intentions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll 
And I, yeah. and I do like it, like it that they've sort of left it hanging for a yeah. season two as well. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, okay, uh, what else can we maybe talk about? Um, did you guys have a favorite episode? Because I don't know. I don't know if I had a favorite episode. I mean, I again, I love the premiere. Like, uh, the aftermath is is so good. I think I really enjoyed um, the the stuff like when Rex shows up the first time in Battle Scars. Like the whole stuff on 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 Bracca with you know um, with Crosshair rocking up and and you know and. Um, uh, that happens in the next episode. Um, you know, what, when they're trying to get the the information out of the the Jedi cruiser, and then Crosshairs there, and then that whole thing happens. Um, and then that kind of leads into the next episode. Like, I like this whole run of episodes was great because they all just kind of they weren't like bottle episodes. They all kind of followed this story. Because uh, then you have the bounty hunters coming in, so we we uh, we meet Cad Bane, who's pretty cool. And then uh, Fennec Shand returns. So she appeared in an earlier episode of the show. And then she comes back here. Um, is a bit of a thorn in Cad Bane's side. And I really kind of liked... Hmm. I really kind of liked this tension. Like the... the I, don't know, I think it was the Bounty Loss episode. The one where like uh, Fennec and, and Cad Bane are kind of fighting each other for Omega. And um, and for the money that Cad Bane feels he's owed. Owed. Um yeah, it's just I don't know. I really love that stuff. I think that that was my my favorite. Like the show definitely for me works it best when it's dealing with the main the main story. Um, the bottle episodes I don't think are as strong, um, but it's not to say that they're bad or anything. Um, I yeah, but those that's those those were my kind of favorite episodes. I think Fulia, did you have a favorite episode or any favorite? Favorite episodes, moments. Oh man, there's so many to to choose from. I just I, I think overall that this whole show has been so so good. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hard to pick a favorite out of all of them. Um, I probably will say um, going back. I do like. I, th- I suppose I do. I did like the episode battle scars because um, that yeah, was that's a good one. That was um, really interesting, especially seeing you know Rex before his inhibitor chip, you know, started acting up. Um, sorry, no. Once it, yeah, when, once once Wrecker's um, chip, inhibitor chip kicked in and he started doing what uh. all the other clones started, I was just like, oh no. And he started going against Omega, and Omega's trying to get through to him. And I, I was that like, was heartbreaking. Oh man, it was, so was. And I was, I just, yeah, that that particular episode was, I, I feel like one of one of my favorites. Um, but then to then have him have his chip removed, and then he turns around to Omega and apologizes, and it, he you could see in his. In his, like from the tone of his voice, you could hear how bad he felt about that. Yeah, and it's like he wanted to do something to make up for it. And yeah, I just yeah that 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 one was a really good that was a good episode. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Michael, did you have any favorite episodes? 
Uh, probably not favourite, but one that standed out was probably Rampage, where we sort of got a a um, a backstory to a to a a character that we probably didn't need. <laughs> Uh, with uh, with of course Munchie, yeah, Moochie, Moochie, Munchie, <laughs> Moochie who likes to Munchie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there is contention that that if it's the same Rancor or not, but how many Rancors do we know? Yeah, like I I I'm kind of of the mind that it it is the that it is the Rancor from Return of the Jedi, just because like why would you introduce a Rancor that's a baby? at this point and not have it be that same one. Like it just, it just seemed like it was too on the nose not to be. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. But we don't know the lifespan. It could be, it, it could be the, I don't know. could be the mother, the mother, maybe <laughs> the mother of the wrinkle, hmm. which is probably sad, <laughs> even sadder. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And, and that, uh, and we get, and we sort of get to find out what a conch droid is. It's a, it's like a battery pack, because they sort of use a conch droid at at the end of the third last episode. Yeah, or gonk. Where, gonk. <laughs> the gonk, gonk droid. Where <laughs> it's got, it had its use. It I was wondering what it was, that was. It, was. it it honestly does just look like a trash can. <laughs> Yeah, in it, its it doesn't really have a purpose. Uh, we, ha- we haven't really found a purpose of a gonk droid. I was except for except for something for Wrecker to yeah. deadlift. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What are you guys talking about? Oh, you're talking about the one that looks like a bin." Yes, right. yes, mm. the one, the one, the droid that we, I think we first saw in A New Hope. I think. Yeah, gonk, gonk, gonk. And we haven't, and we don't know what the purpose mm. is. And Omega befriends it. <laughs> mm, of course, she does. And it's a, it looks like it's a jump starter <laughs> of, of a spaceship. Yeah, a backup, yeah. backup generator. Another episode I will mention. I can It's a scene from an episode I can't remember, but okay. the episode where Omega finally gets her own room. On the ship. Oh, that's right at the start. Yeah, I think, I think that's that's. Mm. I think that's in. It's either. At I think the, that's second episode. Yeah, it's either at the end of aftermath or it's at the end of cut and run, which is episode two. I think it's cut and run. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I think does yeah. Rekka makes the room yeah. for her. I think. Mm. Yeah. In the it's, 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 a, it's the it's the what is it? It's the the the, cop- gu- the gunning yeah. the, gunner, the gunner. Yeah. So it's just like it's my room unless. The, unless the boys need it to gun gun down other airships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I really like It's like, like her that, own little um, personal space, and it was really cute that yeah. Rekka decided to do that for her. Yeah. yeah. And Rekka gave, gave, uh, gave her the... Um, the um, his oh, his toy. Gundark. Yeah, the Gundark plushie. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, so, I think the Rekka and... Um, uh, Omega Dynamics probably my favorite. Yeah, it's really cute. On the <laughs> show, the, t- the way the two of them kind of bond together. Um, I love that that episode where they're like, they they've been spending Sid's money on those snacks. Yeah, 
and they're not the credits. Yeah, they're not. They're that, not. Sub, yeah, they're spending Sid's credits on these snacks that you could only get. They're like men. I can't remember what they call like mentel something or others. Um, but yeah, Scroggin. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Um, yeah, so I love the two of them together, which yeah, again makes that moment where you know he starts executing Order sixty six all the more upsetting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a rough moment. Because he banged his head multiple he, times. Yeah, he had a bad, bad time. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to touch before touch on before we wrap up? Yeah, uh, the way things are going, uh, this is good um, connection tissue to what the hell Palpatine's doing. <gasps> yeah. Yes, that po. Is it a post credit scene? No, it wasn't a post-credit scene, but it was the final scene of of it's the final, the final scene. scene of the episode. Yes, where um, uh, what's the name of the bloody um scientist? Um, Camino science the lady. Camino science. <laughs> the Camino science lady. I I've got her name written down here, and I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna keep talking until I find it. Um, da 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 Oh, there it is. Nala Say. Nala Say is the name of the science lady. You don't say. I, I, <laughs> I Nala Say. Um, so, yeah, it was the vibe that uh, they executed the Prime Minister, Lama Su? Yeah, I think that so. Was, that's... That seemed to be the vibe. Yeah. They were like, "We don't need, we don't need you, but we do have a need for this for a scientist." Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mike, you're totally right. That's this is how they're backdoor setting up, explaining how the fuck Palpatine comes back. Yeah. Bad Batch, the Ahsoka, and Ahsoka um, series. Basically, I don't know. Maybe Bubba Fett. The, the the book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, everything's being done by Dave Filoni just to just to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to explain fucking J.J. Abrams' <laughs> last ditch attempt of Star Wars. <laughs> just if Dave Filoni can make the prequels bearable, and <laughs> <laughs> with Clone Wars and that and Rebels, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He can he can make um, surprise twists uh, re- logical. Hmm. Yes. Anyone can do it. He can. can. We... Yeah. Can you polish a turd? <laughs> you can. Yeah. Oh boy, isn't it funny how like in hindsight how much worse Rise of Skywalker just gets as the more time goes along? I don't know if that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. maybe just me. No, but I, I love that. I do love that movie. I do. Um, <laughs> listen to me backtrack. No, I do love it. But yeah, some of the Palpatine shit was a bit, yeah, shit. But anyway, you're a clone. <laughs> you're a clone. You're a clone. You're a clone. Yeah. You're all clones. Yeah. So no, the good pickup, Mike. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, they're gonna be totally going into a. Uh, the Palpatine stuff and the Snoke stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just mention a huge props to the animation department on making this series look awesome. Yeah. Um, Just the style of the animation itself. It's sort of a little more 3D than what 
Clone Wars was. And I just, I love the rendition of it all and just, and the way they set the scenes as well, um, especially, especially those, you know, um, the planets, the cities, just the whole cinematography of the show itself is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So huge, huge applause to them. They're awesome. Can I just say too on that, like every time there is like an establishing shot yeah. of, of, of somewhere, yeah. it looks like it's real. Yeah. Like it looks like something out of the live action stuff. Like that's how good that an- their animation is. Yeah. It's amazing. It's an, yeah. It looks like a matte painting. Yeah. Where, where it's just, it's, it's definitely not like, not like any, any other um, animation of like, not not to like shit on fucking uh, Clone Wars and where it was back like fifteen years ago, and you can definitely see the technology is sort of definitely improved by then. But but looking into it, that um, the way that they sort of yeah like set up shots is definitely more cinematic, and they could sort of uh, do do more than they than they could. Of actually making it more like astounding and beautiful and superb, and 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 sublime, <laughs> and all and all those adjectives that I can't. All think the of good right stuff. Now. All the good <laughs> stuff. Something that you want to just have a poster on on the yes. Just frame it. It's like this. This is this is some concept art from the bad batch. <laughs> <laughs> Not even from the ma- main like mm. movie canon. Just from the just bad, from batch. bad just batch, fantastic. Um, speaking of bad batch, we should all give a round of applause to D. Bradley Baker for absolutely killing it with with wow. the voice, yes. the, the voices. My God, the f- I've, I've, I'm I'm in awe because of the way he can just. It's one guy doing a bajillion voices, and to be able to find, especially the nuances between Echo and Hunter, because they're both very similar. Um, mm. It's just awesome. I yeah, very impressed. Such a fan of of the work he did, uh, especially Echo Rex uh, cut as well yeah. when they when they see him, and also the other other one in the third the last episode uh, oh, where uh, Hauser, yeah Hauser, yeah. where we get get to see him in an episode in uh, Rebels where they where him and Rex and another dude are much much older. And <laughs> because because they age like uh, uh, double the speed, so 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 they're much older, and 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 they're, they're on a sand crawler, and it's really great that episode, and you get to see Rex again, yeah, again more Rex, more Rex, yeah. I I especially like the the way he puts on the voices for Tech and Crosshair as well. They're mm. very they're more British. And it's and yeah. and crosshair having that sort of grunginess to his voice, whereas Tech is very C three PO almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, C C three PO with like social cues, yeah, sort of like or with more sass even, <laughs> like because Tech Tech has some kind of funny sass, like he's just very matter of fact. I like yeah. I like Tech. He's he's, he's yeah. Cool. I liked I liked him <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um plenty of sass. Plenty of sass. Um all right. Well, um I just had a thought, one one final thought. Uh and because um when I was reading up about 
some of the episodes, um, I saw a thing that kind of hinted at, like, because we've obviously seen Fennec Shand in this show, um, uh, and I imagine she's probably going to be returning uh, in animated form again, hopefully. Um, but we, we do know she's going to be in live action form with Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett, which is coming out at the Mm -hmm. end of the year. Uh, can't wait for that. Um, but the, the, now that we know that there's like this established kind of backstory sort of with, uh, with the clones and her, um, I'm wondering if at all there's going to be any exploration of of that that kind of established kind of history um, between her and and Boba Fett in that from that aspect and whether or not we'll actually see a live action adult Omega mm. in the show because I would love that possibility yeah, yeah. I mean I mean uh, they are um, casting in the Ahsoka series like. Um, characters from Rebels. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I think the guy who plays Aladdin in the live-action Aladdin is actually playing uh, one of the characters. Uh, Mina Masood. Masood? Mina Masood. Yeah, he's cool. I think... Yeah, I think he's playing a character that's from Rebels. And, yeah, I, I think, you know... It's it's there. I think there's definitely going to be a lot of crossover. Mm. A much it will probably be a little bit older Ahsoka, which you could probably get away with. Um, yeah. If because because yeah because Mandalorian takes place after the fall of the Empire. Yeah, Mandalorians S- after Return of the Jedi. So yeah, Ahsoka would probably. Probably be in her thirties, so that makes sense. Mm. So, so yeah, you can probably get a de- decent, um, a Kiwi actress to play Ahsoka. To play a Ome- uh, Omega, you mean? Omega, mm. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it yeah. could happen. Because, yeah, because Rosie O'Dawson is is, is Ahsoka, of course. Yes. I know. I know me Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't you um actually? <laughs> um, actually, I won't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, any anything else, guys? Or I? Because I'm I'm all batched out. If you guys are. Yeah. Where Where's the bad batch in the in the uh, actual canon? So that means. They probably don't exist. What? So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying the bad batch should pro- probably die at the end of. The, oh, I the, see everything. what you mean. Like, in terms of like, where are the bad batch when Mandalorian's happening, sort of thing. Or even New Hope. Yeah, or even New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. Yeah. A good question. Hopefully we don't so, get a heartbreaking answer. <laughs> I'm thinking Crosshair probably won't make it. Yeah, he'll probably have that, you know, I must sacrifice myself in order to be redeemed situation. Yeah. With and that'll be emotional. And and yeah, and they'll probably reconcile like just before. It's like you are you have been and always will be a bad badge. Even though we were deliberately 
um, genetically altered for that particular <laughs> purpose. Yeah. 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 It's going to be emotional. Um, you know what's funny, though? <laughs> and this is completely not related, but sort of. I literally just thought of, like, a really cool T-shirt idea of, like, because they're Clone Force 99, what if you did did them, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine style? <laughs> And cast, like, the different members of the Bad Batches, the different members of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Anyway, that's my... <laughs> that's, the 99th that's my precinct. Random, that's my random thought to... I think Wrecker Re- is Boyle. Or Wrecker is Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I see Boyle. Boyle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. For some know. reason. Yeah, why not? All right, I think that'll do it, guys. Um... That will do it for our wonderful season one wrap-up discussion of The Bad Batch. Hope you all enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun um, to talk, finally talk about this awesome show. It's very, very good. Uh, all episodes are streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> totally not sponsored. <laughs> totally not sponsored, but would really like some of that sweet Disney coin that I have sold my soul for. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's time to plug some stuff before we run away. Um, and I, um, I, I am back on YouTube. I have non-scripted rambling videos up now. I finally, finally did my spoiler review for Black Widow. Um, so please go check that out if you want to hear me kind of deep dive on Black Widow. Um, that is up for your viewing pleasure. There is also a, uh, a, a review for the episode one of what if, um, uh, so that's all, that's also up a deep dive into my thoughts on that with spoilers, of course. Uh, and then, um, on, on Friday, um, a little podcast came out, um, <laughs> What was it, Kendall? <laughs> yeah, it was um, it's a it's a good podcast. I mean, I re- I'd recommend it. Um, it's a fearsome Friday uh, episode, of course. Wayne and myself uh came together once more to continue our journey through uh the uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and we um discussed uh fri- oh. It's part part five, I think we're up to now. Um, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. Um, So, yeah. So that was was a lot of fun. I love love doing these episodes with Wayne. Um, We have some good discussions. (laughs) Especially the Friday the 13th episodes I enjoy discussing quite a bit. So if if you want to hear us nerd out over horror movies, um, check out our Fearsome Friday specials. Um, The Fred Watch Reviews. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, cool. All right. Yes. That's about all all of the things to plug that we have to plug. I also have a plug. Okay, go. Uh, me and Fulia will be doing a review show of all the back catalogue of Michael Jackson albums <laughs> and songs. Well, this is news to me, but okay. Nah, send an email. <laughs> Check your email. Check your spam. You Maybe it's in my spam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So you're gonna be reviewing all of his stuff, without, yeah, yeah, without me. I'll put on the Kendall hat. Oh, no. oh yeah. Sorry, did you want? 
Oh, sorry, I, I completely forgot. I completely forgot that you have an affiliation to, to Michael Jackson. Mm. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Are you for real? <laughs> Are you for real right now? Uh, didn't mean to make you cry. I apologize <laughs> a million times. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a Michael Jackson song. You don't even know Michael Jackson. Oh, don't say that. That is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. I will end you. <laughs> and that was a podcast called Frank. Listen to Fulia being the diplomat, getting in the middle. Let's do it proper, like. All right, ready? One. Two, three, and, and that, that was a was podcast, podcast called Fred. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. It is time to tell you all <laughs> that this has gone off the rails because I'm tired. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> I totally jinxed us, didn't I? I said I jinxed us. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Woo! I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I'm part of the Bad Batch. I'm a clone. I'm a clone. I think I'm a clone now. Michael looks <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. There has to be a parody song of that. I love that. So there, there is. It's called Weird Al. Did he actually do that? Yes, he did. Oh, my God. All right, I'm looking that up. Um, <laughs> fantastic. I've been a Kendall Richardson. We've already done that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Michael Lister. I forgot where we were up to. I'm, I'm just done. I'm just going to go pass out now. Bye, and everyone. And you just experienced a podcast called Fred. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Yes. Freddy lives. Loki dies. <laughs> and Omega is born? Nah. Scratch that. <laughs> Go to, I'm going back to the workshop. Strike that, <laughs> reverse it. Uh, ooh, I'm a clone. Yes. Freddy Thanks. lives, Loki dies, I'm a clone. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. Everyone's a clone. Everyone's a clone. a clone. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Love you all. Bye-bye. See. See.